0: Well, uh, good morning, church. Um, uh, as I was, oh yeah, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Uh, so for those that I know, uh, I'm Chris Point. I'm one of the elders here at Wayside. And uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, how, how to segue from that, that particular topic um, into my sermon. And, um, you know, for those who weren't here last week, we're in the, the book of Acts chapter fifteen and and so John Servic uh, back over there uh, did a fantastic job uh, covering a lot of ground um, and it was around this idea that the Gospel is the gospel, like we don 't need to add to god 's word right it is it is about the essentials of the gospel and so um, so I think that you know, as we think about like what he covered, right? There is a a disagreement about this requirement for being uh, uh, for being circumcised uh, that, that you needed to be circumcised in, in order to be a Christian. Um, and then, you know, that was taken to the Jerusalem Council, um, and then Paul and Barnabas, uh, who traveled there to to get the verdict, came back and shared it with the church. Um, and, and certainly, you know, for the Gentile Christians. They were, you know, very much excited that adult circumcisions were not required. Uh, but more importantly, uh, and this, this connects with what Ben just shared, there, there is clarity on the doctrine of salvation, right? Pra- praise God, we are saved by his grace alone, uh, by our faith in Jesus Christ. Um, and so that's, that, that's really... Um, Uh, I think very important um, as as we think about uh, where we where we go from here um, as a church and and as as Christians. Um, And and so today we'll talk about, which is really interesting, is like after this epic win, right, for the clarity around like what is salvation and not adding to the gospel, Paul and Barnabas got into a disagreement themselves. um, And it was about who to take with them um, on their next missionary trip and uh you know paul was focused on the mission uh barnabas was focused on second chances you know who who was right you know who who was wrong in this and as we'll see church that's not really the point um and so actually uh yeah let me let me pause for a moment and pray especially in light of just the 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 things we're about to talk about um that god would reveal his point for us this morning so if you'll bow your heads with me uh, Heavenly Father, you are uh, the only source the standard of what is good and right and holy uh, as we look at Paul and Barnabas and uh, and their disagreement I, I pray that we 'd avoid reading our culture into the text I-, I pray that we would see their differing hearts in this pivotal moment in their ministry and that we would we would see uh, what you have uh, for us in that, that that we would it would help us grow as followers of Jesus Christ um, and, and father we pray this in, in his mighty name amen uh, so church uh, speaking of being uh, of differing hearts uh, of, of being internally conflicted uh, let, let's talk about the, the the heart of our culture um, you know the, our, we, we live in a society that that oscillates between extremes, right? On, on one side we have this pandering to individualism. On the other side we have destructive accountability, um, and both are just terrible <laughs> examples for us as Christians. Um, and so let me explain. So y'all, y'all complete uh, these phrases for me. Uh, live your best life. Best life. You do. Yeah, so you all know these well. That's not a good thing, by the way. Uh, so to summarize, you know, w- what are those phrases saying, right? You you do what you think is best, right? What you enjoy, uh, what suits you best. Um, you know, you, you, you do what makes you happy, right? And, and all of this is about greedily indulging in self and you, right? There's... It, it just makes an assumption that you know what's best for yourself. Like, you be your own god, in other words. Um, and, and this is really the unhealthy encouragement of the world. And here's the irony, right? So you do you, uh, but you post the wrong thing on social media. What happens? You're canceled, right? You're ca- is, that, is that the symbol for... I don't know. Like, I'm not up with the, the, all of the new, the new stuff, um, uh, I didn't even know, like, which social media platform people use these days, but uh, especially the kiddos. So so you're canceled, right? There is no grace. There are no se- second chances, right? And, and this is the destructive accountability of the world that we live in. And so, church, these examples of, of these cultural examples, right, of, of encouragement and accountability, um, they're clearly unbiblical, but if we uh, if we let them... Right? They, can, they can seep into our psyche. They can contaminate our minds as, as we think about uh, the level and, and depth of Christian community that we seek, the level of Christian discipleship that we seek. Um, just as an example, do we, do we tend to surround ourselves with other believers that will always support what we want to do? Do we, do we struggle um, to share our sin struggles because we're, we fear rejection? Right Just being cancelled uh, by uh, by others, and so church here 's the problem without the right encouragement, without the right accountability we will, we will end up on spiritual desert islands going nowhere in our faith and so that's, that that 's really our main point for today uh, so as we as we unpack this passage we 'll see how Paul and Barnabas, even in this sharp disagreement. Each provide, a, each provide an important aspect of encouragement and accountability um, that, that we have to be considering for our spiritual growth. Uh, so please turn with me now uh, to Acts chapter 15, verse 36. So first, uh, spiritual growth requires Christian encouragement, and so we'll see what this looks like in our first verse for today. Uh, so at verse 36, we see that Christian encouragement is investing in deep relationships. Uh, So let's look at at what it says here. After some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let's return and visit the brothers and sisters in every city in which we proclaim the word of the Lord and see how they are. So after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, who who is Barnabas? Who, Who is he to Paul, right? So let's actually unpack this verse in context. So Barnabas... His name means "son of encouragement," which is interesting, right? God, God gives names to people throughout the Bible that have meaning, um, and he was he he definitely filled that role for Paul. He, he was more than just his traveling companion; uh, he he invested in Paul as his advocate and mentor. So, I don't know if you all remember this, but it, it was Barnabas, out of all of disciples, right? Uh, and this was back in Acts 9, he was the only one that was willing to vouch for Paul when all of, basically all of the Jerusalem believers were skeptical of his conversion, right? Isn't that the, isn't that the guy that was just uh, murdering our people and persecuting us? Um, so Barnabas was the one, right? And Barnabas also sought out Paul to help teach the new believers in Antioch in Acts 11. Barnabas was the one who accompanied Paul Right on his first missionary journey in Acts 13, so so Barnabas was the one that was with Paul uh, and was with them during his early growth, right from an early believer into becoming, uh, as we know him, the greatest missionary that the church has ever known. Um, so back back to our passage. So now we see Paul and Barnabas talking, right, about their second missionary trip, um, and so hopefully you can see how fitting it is. Uh, that Paul is now modeling right in his question in his, his uh, question to Barnabas uh, what he had likely modeled for them, right Paul wants to invest in a relationship uh, with his new brothers and sisters in Christ and see how they are. Um, he, he knows these early believers right have likely encountered persecution uh, he knows that there 's probably similar doctrine, uh, doctrine challenges right similar to what church at Antioch was experiencing out there at each of these other churches, he, he knows that they need to be cared for, right, in order to grow as followers of Christ. And, and so in, in this just one simple verse um, and, and the context surrounding it, we can see that, we can see just this picture of what Christian encouragement should look like. It, it's more than just sharing an encouraging verse every now and then, you know, it's, it's more than just showing up for a bible study uh, christian encouragement is an investment it's an investment in deep relationship with other believers it's about checking in regularly right to see how they're doing it's it's a willingness to spend our time our energy our resources uh, to help them become more and more christ-like and so we see this model the relationship between paul and barnabas and we see it in the focus of their second mission uh, so let's 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 read what we see next. So we read next that Christian encouragement is about having grace and patience with the failure of others. Um, so let's look at verses 37 and 38. So Barnabas wanted to take John, called Mark along with him also, but Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. So barnabas was totally on board with the mission he's like yeah let's let's get the band back together let's get a reunion tour and bring along john mark with us and yes this is the same john mark that deserted us and returned to jerusalem in acts 13. Uh, so so the the bible um, and y'all can go back and look at that later but in acts 13 it's like one verse the bible doesn't specify why john mark left them Um, But we do know this, if you look at the earlier verses in Acts 13, it was after kind of a a pretty intense encounter with demonic, uh, demonic, I should say, opposition. Um, So I don't know if you remember Bar-Jesus and, you know, Paul and Barnabas trying to to share the gospel, um, and this this Bar-Jesus character, this this magician, um, was opposing them. Uh, And it got pretty intense, and and so maybe Barnabas, after seeing that, was like, look, I'm just not prepared for the dangers and hardships of being a missionary. You know, maybe, maybe he needed mentoring and time to grow in the Lord. We, we don't know, but in any case, uh, Barnabas, he's not content to just let John Mark go live his best life, right? He, he wants to pour into John Mark. He, he wants to encourage him with grace and patience despite his mistakes, uh, he sees potential in him, right? He wants to bring him along for the second missionary trip. Um, and so, church, we have the, the the benefit of being able to see the entire story of the Bible. And so jumping ahead, we know that John Mark was ultimately called back into Paul's service. And of course, we know uh, John Mark as the spirit inspired author of the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark. And so that's, that's quite... A, a comeback story, right? Um, and it all started with Barnabas being there for John Mark. So Barnabas shows us that Christian encouragement requires believing in our brothers and sisters in Christ even when they fail. Um, he teaches that Christian encouragement, it, it's about relentlessly pursuing others' in relationship. We, we, we don't give up on, on, on our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, church, as I think about my, my own walk um, and where I needed encouragement, it, it's really kind of a tale of of, of two different stories. Um, and so the first takes me, kind of takes us back to June of last year. Actually, it might have been like right around this exact same time. Our our third, actually it was, I should know when our, our boy was born. Uh, June 28th. So our, our third boy, little Liam, uh, was needing to be delivered early because of pregnancy complications um, and so uh, on the day before so he he was born and on the day before we were about to head home from the hospital he started su- suffering from uh, severe respiratory issues and had to be whisked off to the NICU um, so you know that that was obviously like a, a super stressful time we, we were we were shaken uh, for sure um, we had faith that God was with us but you know. Lord knows, we, we needed encouragement. Um, so we reached out to our wayside community um, and, and praise God, you know, uh, they were there for us. Y'all were there for us. So y'all, you know, y'all really covered us with this, uh, you, you wrapped your arms around us and you, you covered us with, but really it was, was like a blanket of, of check-ins, with a, a prayer of, of just follow-up and reminders of God's uh, sweet, just sweet reminders of God's goodness and faithfulness. And so that that sustained us. Uh, that, that helps strengthen our trust in God's plan for our family. Um, and and this, is, this is the power of Christian encouragement right at work. So at the same time, so that's one side. On, on the other side, there, there are times in my walk where I put myself on an island. Have any of y'all done that? You know, you're... You're, you're, uh, oh, is it already up there? Sweet. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the world is, is, is really just beating against your shore, right? You're starving spiritually. Um, and, but instead of like going out and seeking out encouragement, right, you, you kind of want to go at it on your own. You try to go at it on your own. <laughs> And so where do you end up? You just end up in the surf, right, churning in conversations with yourself, going nowhere, still lost. Um, And and this reminds me, as you can see from the picture there, of the movie Castaway. So the the main character, Chuck Nolan, um, he gets trapped on this uninhabited island, and he, uh, in in sort of desperation, uh, creates a companion out of a volleyball, names him Wilson, and then proceeds to talk to him throughout the entirety of the movie. And uh, I think the picture is, yeah, he's like yelling at Wilson there. Uh, so why did he do that? Well, he, he's, he's desperate for relationship, right? He, he wants someone to walk alongside him um, as, he, as he struggles with starvation, dehydration, you know, all of his failed attempts to get off the island and heartbreak. And so, uh, like Chuck, we, we might like to think, uh, you know, we can go it alone, but like Chuck, you know, in Castaway, you know, talking to ourselves is not, is not going to go well. That's not going to do us well. Um, so just like Debbie and I did, we, we need to lean in. Uh, we need to lean into community. We need, to, we need to have a willingness to actually reach out for help. And church uh, and I say this especially for the young folks, but it applies to adults as well. This isn't going to come from posting our problems on social media, you know, to get our heart likes and sad face emojis, right? That, that's, not, that's not where we're going to find encouragement. We, we, need, we need live encouragement from other believers. Um, we, we need their encouragement to overcome um, and have faith in this often, as we know, discouraging world. And so this is why God designed us to live in community with another. Not not just in the tough times, right, but always. So I'd like each of you to consider these questions carefully. Do you have a relationship with at least one or two Christians that you feel comfortable sharing your struggles with? Do you have people that will wrap their arms around you and patiently encourage you when you feel like you're failing in your walk with Christ? If your answer is no to either of these questions, please let your leadership team know. please let you know Ben or uh, myself or one of the elders know. Uh, if you're a man, if you're a woman, please let Amanda or any of the the, the women ministry leaders know and, and we'll make sure that someone is connected to walk alongside you as uh, so we can't do that we can't do this we can't do this walk alone. we can't do it. So to recap. Uh, we've learned that our spiritual growth requires encouragement in in, in the context of what? In the context of deep relationships, right, with other believers that will pursue us, right, full of grace and patience even when we falter. So in in the last set of verses for today, we'll see that spiritual growth also requires Christian accountability. Uh, And so verses 38 38 through 39... We see that christian accountability is a willingness to shine light on sin um, and follow up on it so let's look at those verses but paul did not think it wise to take them because he had deserted them in pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work they had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company so paul's focus is is on the work right and he calls out john mark's sin In deserting them right in their last trip Um, and Barnabas's focus is on the need of John Mark Um, so who's right here right Uh, well as we read um, from the text right Luke doesn't apportion blame to either of them there's no like obvious sin issue here Um, and so I think it's fair to look at this as a difference in strategy for Christ an HR decision, if you will. And I want to make this clear, Church. Paul is not—he's not canceling John Mark here. Um, in fact, Paul, Paul, as we know, keeps tabs on John Mark's spiritual growth, and he calls for them. He call, actually calls for him later in Second Timothy 4:11, saying, "Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry." So church, perhaps this was a pivotal moment in John John Mark's walk with Christ, right? A kind of a, a wake-up call of sorts, right? In, in the same way he needed Barnabas, right, believing in him and giving him a second chance, he needed Paul as well, someone he respected, uh, to let him know that his actions were unacceptable, right? To hold him accountable. And church, I know in just reading these 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 verses, right, especially as we have... Um, you know, hearts to love people um, and hearts to encourage people. It's, it's really tempting to, to read our culture into it and to side with Barnabas and, and want really more of his encouragement in our spiritual life. Like, that feels good. Um, we all need second chances, right? But we, we need a Paul as well. We, we need someone to shine the light on our sin and not let us off the hook. You know, sometimes we feel like we're on the spiritual hamster wheel going nowhere in our faith um, th- this is this is the type of accountability that reminds us to get off right and keep moving forward so lastly uh, we see that Christian accountability is focusing others on God's glory so let's look at our final verses So what happened after the disagreement uh, they parted ways and, and Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus but Paul chose Silas and left commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. He, Paul, went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So that's great. So, uh, so they went on, right? And, and given how close Paul and, and Barnabas were, right, in, in their ministry and, and just the history that they had together, you have to imagine, like, this split was really hard on them both, right? So did they uh, hang up? Their ministry sandals? They just put them on the rack and, and, and go about, you know, living their best life? Do they, they just go off and, and brood in a corner? No, right? They, they chose new ministry partners, and they went on with the ministry of the gospel. So Paul, as we read from the verse, went on with Silas, strengthening the churches, and, and we know Barnabas went on discipling John Mark, taking him along to Cyprus. So, so both did the work that they were called to do for God's glory in Christ. Um, and, and their split, actually, it furthered the spread of the gospel, right? Instead of impeding it. And, and, and as, as Paul was strengthening the churches, right, with his physical presence, we know that he also followed up by writing the epistles, right? All, all of these letters to the churches um, of encouragement and accountability. So let's look at a few examples of the, uh, what we call doxologies. These are sort of praises to God Contain in his letters to the churches, uh, and they should come up on the screen behind me so uh, romans eleven thirty six says this for him and through him and to him are all things to him be the glory forever uh, ephesians three twenty one says to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever and Philippians four twenty says to our God and Father be glory forever and ever amen so Paul, right, despite being the greatest missionary the church had ever known, he was always pointing others uh, away from his greatness, right, and to the greatness of God. He always ascribed all glory to God. So, so just to summarize here, Paul and Barnabas, right, they, they, they faced lowlights in, in their lives. They faced, you know, highlights in their lives and in their ministry, but they always stayed focused on the mission, and so their perseverance for Christ reminds us that Christian accountability uh, it requires refocusing ourselves, right, it, always on God's glory alone. So regardless of, regardless of what circumstances we're in. So church, uh, by way of illustration, I just want to say that I'm I'm not I'm not a perfect leader. I'm, I'm going to let you down, <laughs> uh, and. and Nobody knows what a disappointment um, I I can be more than myself, my wife, my close friends and elders, and I I say this, I don't know why that's making me weepy, but um, I I say this to make the point that we all need accountability, right? Um, So I'll I'll tell you a story, uh, some of you heard this before, of a story where the story is, is where this need for accountability became most obvious to me. Uh, so uh, I, can't, I can't even remember the year now, but I was an early believer um, and was on a date with my sweet wife, Debbie. And, uh, you know, we she managed to find a sitter and we, we were at a, a lounge, a hotel lounge, across from the restaurant where we were going to have dinner and you know, we were chatting up having just you know, good conversation. Um, and as Debbie often does, she, she wants to, you know, transition away from the small talk and, uh, you know, get into some deeper conversation. And so her leading question was this. How is your heart? And how is your heart? I was like, what, is that? what does that even mean? So, So apparently this question just kills it with the women. You know, they'll go on for... They'll go on for hours, uh, uh, based on just that one question. Uh, but, you know, it, it made me just really uncomfortable. Uh, and in church, I, I, I'll be honest, I did, not, I did not handle it well. So my defense mechanism kicked in, and, uh, and, and I basically said it was a lazy question. So y'all can y'all can gasp now, uh, and I need a more specific question. And uh, yeah, y'all, y'all can guess how date night went from there. Uh, so so why 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 did I react that way, right? Uh, you know, why would I why would I, you know, feel defensive? And so for a while, I, I thought it's because you know I'm I'm a man, you know I don't answer questions about my heart, uh, but, you know, in, in retrospect, um, I was uncomfortable because I had no idea where my heart was. I, I didn't even know how to start answering that question. Um, I, I hadn't been thinking about my heart, um, and, and, and I hadn't been sharing my recent sin struggles with, with anyone, and if I'm being honest, like, my, my heart was not focused on God's glory, and so, church, the point is sometimes we can't, we, we aren't able, uh, as much as we would like to think so, we aren't able to see our own sin, right? We need other believers to ask the tough accountability questions, right, and then follow up. And, and this can't happen if we're living on a spiritual desert island, you know, talking to Wilson the volleyball, right? You know, th- this, th- this, this requires. Uh, accountability from other people, from other believers. And so at Wayside, you know, we we call, this is what we call, some of you know, discipleship groups, right? And so that's at least two or three other believers that will invest in your spiritual growth as you invest in in theirs. And so here's the application, church. As you participate in your discipleship group, be somebody's Paul and be somebody's barnabas. right? Don't hold back. Dive into relationship. Be the, be the first one that, you know, when the question comes up, is the first one to share your sin struggles. Probe into the how your heart is questions, right? Across all aspects of, of others' lives, right? So that, that includes spiritual disciplines, purity, finances, health, missional focus. Um, and most importantly, follow up. So if we all you know, strive, I know this is, we're not perfect, right? We are still in the flesh fighting against sin. Um, but if we strive, right, to hold each other accountable in this way and point each other to the love and glory of Christ, we will grow in our faith. So church, in, in closing, we can't, we can't, uh, grow spiritually if we're living on on, on spiritual desert islands. Um, to grow, we need to lean into discipleship relationship with other believers, right? We need to be giving and receiving encouragement and accountability. As Proverbs twenty seven seventeen reminds us, iron sharpens iron, right? As one person sharpens another. So let's encourage one another. Let's hold each other accountable, but not as the world does, right? But following the examples of Paul and Barnabas, right? Investing in relationship with one another with humility, with grace, uh, with patience, um, and a focus on the glory of Christ. Let's pray.